0: behold it's the single greatest thing on earth are you listening to me
1: it's the greg Pogue and john burton show brought to you by the omni nashville hotel let's take some calls from the public shall we join the greg Pogue and john burton show now at 615-844-5600 hold your nose because the bull's about to fly ow. now here's greg Pogue and news
2: channel 5's john burton ow, ow. Good Thursday morning to you. How are you doing? I hope it's a good start. A good day for you. Chilly day this morning. Little snowflakes, ice, pellets. Patton Cook, John Burton, Greg Poke hanging out here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Fellas, how you doing?
3: Good morning. How you doing, man? Uh, not well. Yeah. Not well.
2: But um, I'm playing through, playing hurt. Yeah. Got to drive to Cape Girardeau, Missouri after the show. Should be fun. Well, you got a case of the cruds? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, anyway, um, what's up with you?
3: Not much, man. Uh, had a fun night with uh, Big Joe last night on Sportsline on News Channel 5+. Uh, had him on to plug his books. I know he's going to be with us tomorrow. Looking forward to that when we do picking with the pickers. But, uh, yeah, Joe and I had a good time. It was a, you know, fun day at work. Um, I was a good boy last night, straight home. Got a good night's sleep. Actually feeling somewhat okay despite this cruddy weather.
0: Yeah,
4: Patton, what's up, buddy? How we doing, guys? Was uh, up a little late last night. USA played at nine o'clock last night. They played Serbia in a uh, U.S. friendly, and the schmuck that I am, I watched all of it. So, <laughs> and they lost. So, I mean, it was just, but a, a fun night but all they, around.
3: But you said they kind of emptied the bench a little bit, played some of their younger players, yeah. gave them some some experience. None of
4: the none of the usual suspects, except yeah. really Walker Zimmerman, a lot of the MLS guys, and some some of the younger players okay. overall. But. Got a chance to watch some of the future, but all in all, but uh, took a loss last night in the uh, early a.m.
3: Hey, did I hear this right? Did the teddy bear get ejected last night? Oh, yeah.
2: Did <laughs> you really? Wow. I don't Amer- know. Yeah.
3: America's sweetheart, the, the cuddly little teddy bear that everybody loves. He had a little temper tantrum, got booted out of the game. Wow. I'm shocked to hear that. And Dame had 60 last night wow. for the Trailblazers.
2: How many times has Steph Curry been ejected?
3: Twice. Twice? Three times. Mm-hmm. Well, he got booted in the finals in 2016 when he threw the mouse, mouthpiece into the crowd and hit a little girl, and nobody said anything about it. <laughs> Had that been LeBron, he, you know, people would have called for him to be, you know, executed. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, it's all good, man. Preds tonight, last game for the All-Star break. Got the Devils, so we'll be out there live tonight.
4: How many times do you think LeBron's been ejected? he threw his mouthpiece again last
3: night, by the way. Oh, did he really? That's what got him ejected. Oh, did, he, did, did he do his little shimmy as he was, like, you know, walking off the
4: court? Or? Yeah, didn't get the shot he wanted, yeah. so in proceedings, just threw it as far as he
2: could. Yeah, I'm sure
3: uh, Mulehead is devastated to, to have watched that uh, uh, occur last night. I don't know how many times LeBron's been ejected. Two. Two times in his career? Yep. 19 oh. seasons. Two times. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we didn't mention that the other day. He, had, he dropped 40 on – who was that? Who did no. they play? Whoever they played, but he's now scored 40 points. He's had a 40-point game against every team in the league in his career. And he's – looks like he's going to be the uh, league's all-time leading scorer, and he's not even really a scorer. So, you know, got into more arguments with some friends the other day on the text. One guy saying he's not top five, he's maybe top
2: ten. I'm like, get out of here. What are you talking about? You mean top five right now or top five all-time?
3: I'm talking all-time. I mean, you know – You know, I feel, to me, he's no worse than the second-greatest player of all time. So, but opinions are what they are.
2: Uh, So, what, the uh, Warriors, what, win a 122-120? to The Grizzlies had won 11 in a row. They've lost four in a row now. Uh, So, um, anyway, maybe it's karma.
4: Maybe it's all that mouthing they're doing, right? Yeah, well, they'll have to kind of get past Jaron Jackson because they'll probably have to go a lot of small ball. How long is he out? It, I think yesterday we said four to five weeks. And yeah, man, of that course guy,
3: That guy's always hurt, man. And Even it, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yep. He's <laughs> always hurt.
4: He's looking to get back here soon. But we'll, we'll see kind of how they, how they take it. To me, I, I wouldn't try and bring in any of the backup centers. I say you go small ball and just spread everybody out, try and get John Morant in as many one-on-ones as you can. But – then again, the West it is. Filled. Now, Stephen Adams is out too, right? Yes. And yep. Jackson's out. No, just uh, Jaron Jackson right now is effectively playing the five right, right. now okay. for the Grizzlies. Yeah, so, he's healthy, but Stephen. Right, Steve so they're moving Adams him, the moving him to the five,
2: easy. and and that's you know, what makes him so good is he is in that four, such a, a nightmare to guard at what seven foot. Yep. So anyway, one twenty two to one twenty. Who hit the game winning shot last night? Jordan Poole last mm-hmm. night. Which he buried my Cavaliers the other night when Curry,
4: uh, Thompson, and Draymond all sat out. That's a guy. I mean, just out of nowhere. I mean, whenever he was taken in the first round, everybody batted an eye. and Now he's most improved player in the league by some margin.
2: Well, here's what we got going on this morning. Uh, got Rick Ensel, MTSU Lady Raiders uh, in the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Uh, their NCAA net hadn't checked this morning. Yesterday was 20. Of course, the conversation we had yesterday with Chris Massaro question was asked uh, about, uh, you know, if you get to that situation, are you going to put a bid into the NCAAs? And then that would affect the boys' state basketball tournament. I saw with the Tennessean has a story on that uh, this morning off of our interview with Chris Ma- uh, Massaro yesterday. Uh, so about just that very thing. They're mm-hmm. up to 18 now mm-hmm. 18, 18. Okay. So they can lose. and I mean, they can win and lose, you know, because of who they're playing. Uh, but uh, – Last night, uh, Tennessee, I, I, I flipped over there and flipped right out. 70-41 <laughs> to 41 over yeah, it was Georgia. Just a, it was
3: just a, you know, was not a pretty game to watch. Tennessee didn't really shoot well, but their defense was outstanding. Um, you know, their leading scorer had 11 points. I think it was Ziggler and it was just one of those plotting, let's just get through the game and get the dub and move on. Um, you know, listen, it's the performance you want if you're a Tennessee fan, but it was just – Kind of a meh game, you
2: know. And, of course, Vandy goes to, to beat Georgia. we got Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse. Good job at UJB getting uh, Stack on uh, at 10.05 this morning.
3: That's right. Uh, first time on the show, so we're looking forward to talking to Stack. We'll uh, talk a little bit about the, the Kentucky game and look ahead to Saturday night at Texas A&M.
2: Yeah, uh, they are the one of the few, uh, I think they're the only two, uh, no, South Carolina, Georgia. Uh, that are not taking part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge uh, right. this coming Saturday. Uh, but uh, I guess the highlight of that, a couple of them, uh, two top ten teams, 10, Texas at number four, Tennessee. Of course, the rematch of last year, and of course, Rick Barnes, uh, his former team, that's 5 o'clock on ESPN. And, you know, you've got to listen to these back-to-back on ESPN. 5 o'clock, Texas at Tennessee, and then at 7 o'clock, Kansas at Kentucky uh, at, uh, on ESPN. Last
4: year of this SEC Big 12, it's shifting to the ACC next year, and it's not going to be in this kind of weird kind of January period. They're going to move it to kind of December, uh, November, December uh, next year. I I don't know what your guys' thoughts, and you're pretty much halting kind of conference schedule for some of these non-conference games.
2: Well, each team usually has a marquee non-conference game in January and February. made-for-TV stuff. They they get them out they get them all out in November December obviously before they get into conference play, uh, but um, yeah so I, I you know it doesn't bother me I like it I, you know I think it's uh, uh, give you some well South Carolina Georgia also so not everybody's in it but there Florida Kansas State looks you know interesting Auburn at West Virginia last night man Texas A and M goes into Auburn and just and, and Buzz Williams is a heck of a coach he really is he really is and um, he's been pretty
3: successful everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm.
2: Marquette, uh, Virginia Tech for a, mm-hmm. a, a, a cup of coffee before the moving on to uh, Texas A&M. So, anyway, good. And uh, well. while we're going around the horn last night, had a couple other games uh, as well. Uh, Florida blew out South Carolina. And Alabama, uh, Mississippi State goes in and takes them to the wire Gave them a last, heck of a game. last night. So, um, yeah. and But Vanderbilt at Texas A&M Saturday night. Man, Texas A&M looked really good last night. Uh, they led. They led Auburn from Stem to Stern last night. That wasn't a fluke. They just, they were in double digits from 10 minutes in all the way through. Uh, Predators uh, back at it tonight uh, against uh, the Devils. And, of course, one of, not the best team in the East, but one of. Have you, have you seen what Boston, the Bruins' record is? They are a machine right now, man. I mean, they've already got the president's trope. They got like a 20-point lead or something mm-hmm. on them. Uh If you look at, the standings. I'm, I, I think they're like thirty-five, five, and five. Think of that. <laughs> uh, That's uh, is that good? It is really good. So, um, but thirty-five. You know, um, but I mean, they just keep rolling. But anyway, tonight the Predators uh, uh, coming off a couple good wins, including uh, Tuesday night over the Jets. Uh, but um, yeah, tonight with the Devils, and then it's the uh, All Star break. Yep, and they they don't play again until uh, February seventh. You see, heading back to his second straight
3: uh, NHL All-Star Game. Congratulations to him. He's uh, he's played really well of late, but so is Lankinen too. I mean, you know, their goaltending has been pretty solid. They got to get more scoring, as I've been saying pretty much all season. But uh, as far as the goaltending goes, oh. they've been they've been really good.
2: Boston, thirty-eight, five and four. They've got eight. They've got eighty <laughs> points. Uh, the closest to that. Carolina, New Jersey, uh, Carolina sixty eight, New Jersey sixty six, and Toronto uh, was sixty eight. So yeah, they've they've run away with it out west. I mean the east, and then in the west, um, who's got the best record in the west? Dallas at sixty five. The Preds are sitting there in fifth place in the division. Uh, just a couple, three points out of third place. So the teams are trying to chase Colorado, Minnesota. They're right there in the mix with St. Louis, the three up on St. Louis heading to the break. Um, yeah, what a, it'd be a heck of a way to go into the All-Star break with uh, some really nice wins. They've won uh, at home, four in a row at home as well.
3: Yeah, they've been they've been a lot better on home ice. That wasn't the case earlier in the season. And so, like I said, you don't worry so much about the goaltending with this team going forward. Um, who's going to, you know, they got to manufacture more scoring. We need to see some guys step up. I love Cody Glass and Tanner Janot, but when they're your primary goal scorers, you know, I don't know if you can sustain that and, A, get into the playoffs, and, B, make a make some noise once you get there.
2: So, I guess uh, Patrick Mahomes is just fine, right? Uh, according
3: around. to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah he says he's good. He says he's had a few days of treatment, and he's – Pushed it a little bit yesterday, pushed it more today. I thought it was interesting. Um, they were talking about this uh, on another show in another market, just how all of a sudden there's a lot of transparency involving injuries right now with the NFL being in bed with with gambling now and people need to know this type of information. You know, I don't know if you can do what Bill Belichick did all those years with, with you know, being kind of, you know, jerky with the uh, injury report. So it was kind of like, you know, They put Mahomes out there. He addressed the injury. There was video plentily available of Mahomes at practice, working, running around. We know he's going to play, guys. It's just a matter of how effective will he be because he's a different quarterback when he has to just sit in the pocket. You know, he likes to get out. He likes to scramble. He likes to move. And he's very effective, especially him and Kelsey. They have that good chemistry when, you know, Mahomes gets out of the pocket and Kelsey finds those little soft holes in the zone and get open. I mean, he's going to go to the, I don't know why teams play the Chiefs, you know, so much zone, especially now that Tyreek Hill's not there anymore. And Kelsey just eats that up. So, he's going to play. It's just going to be a matter of how effective will he be.
2: Uh, Chiefs opened as a one-point favorite. It went to one-and-a-half after the Mahomes, you know, didn't – the uncertainty of it. Now it's back the other way around. Kansas City's back to a one-point favorite. So.
4: And my favorite now is, and we saw this here in, uh, here in Nashville, kind of we get even footage walking to and from the podium uh, for these guys with mm-hmm. ankle injuries. We get the close-ups of the Oh, we ankle. did that Any during, limb? during Tannehill's yes. deal
3: during the season when he, when he hurt his ankle. Yeah, had that he yesterday. even said that once. He goes, he, he walked out to walk to the podium. He's like, what are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> is this really a, a high ankle sprain if he's this recovered this quickly? I thought it was a little bit of a show, quite frankly. on On
4: Saturday, kind of. Granted, I I think he did end up injuring his ankle, but his whole wincing and pain, kind of limping off the field. I thought that was a little. Oh, playing for he's the, the
2: football version of Steph Curry, is what I'm hearing over there.
4: You said it not.
3: Oh, uh, is that right? I just thought he was playing for the cameras a little <laughs> bit. Well, yeah, he probably was. I mean, listen, you know, I mean, um. There's a number of different reasons for that, right? You don't you want to make sure that the Bengals know, hey, I'm I'm here, I'm playing, I'm I expect to be, you know, at or near 100%, which we all know he won't be. But you saw what he did on one leg beating the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. I know it's a it's a step up in weight class with the Cincinnati Bengals and nobody talks about their defense, man. You saw what they did to Josh Allen last week. So, it's definitely advantage Bengals, but Mahomes is special enough to make enough plays, even if he's not 100%. We've seen that before.
2: Is he getting oversaturated with all the commercials?
3: I don't think so. I think he's the face of the NFL. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think he's he's he tests well. He's a very likable guy. You know, his brother is a jackass. But, um, you know, he, he's, he comes across as a very likable guy. You know, um, I I think he is – what Peyton Manning was 10, 15 years ago. I think he's the face of the NFL.
2: All right, well, that gets us going this morning. We're going to have uh, Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse uh, coming up uh, after the the top-of-the-hour break. And then coming up next, uh, the uh, Lady Raiders coach, Rick Ensel.
5: Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babel.
6: Babel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language like magic.
5: I love that Babel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real world conversations, things you'll actually use.
6: It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French.
5: There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than
6: Babbel. 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 évidemment Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com.
7: Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like...
8: Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy.
7: Or it may be even subtler, like...
8: Speaking
6: of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money.
7: Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.
6: In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org.
8: Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards.
9: One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show.
2: Rockets Bear Family Fun Center Studios, Patton Cook, John Burton, Greg Poe, joined now by MTSU Lady Raiders Coach Rick Ensel, the Lady Raiders Top 25, 18 in the NCAA net nationally, and uh, on a roll right now. Rick, good morning. What's up, buddy? Morning, Coach.
10: Hey, Greg. How are you and John?
2: Cold. <laughs>
10: <laughs> You're not outside, are you?
2: No, but I just, yeah, I just don't feel well. You know, got the crud. So, oh, how are you doing?
10: <laughs> uh, we're doing great. We're
2: doing great. Top twenty-five. Uh, I mean, we talked yesterday. They don't. Throw, they don't hand out trophies uh, on January twenty-sixth. But just the recognition nationally of where this team is right now—that that can't hurt.
10: Well, you know, it's something we talk about all the time. I mean, it's not something that we just started talking about this year. Ever. This has been since I've been here, and it's this is the eighteenth year. I think we've been ranked four different times maybe this being the fourth but uh, you know it's uh, it's a positive for the program it's a positive for the young ladies it's a positive for our coaching staff it's positive for our community it's a positive for our university I mean there's not there's no negatives whatsoever and uh, you know it's it's exciting and it's but it's something that you just don't talk about and then turn it off it's something we get on every day and then it finally, you gotta keep winning. You know, in our situation we've got a good program. A lot of people know we got a good program. A lot of coaches around the country know we got a good program. <laughs> but we can't we can't afford a misstep because if you if you lose a game, immediately they throw you out and they'll put in somebody and I'm not gonna mention any names that probably couldn't stay within twenty points of us. But that's the life we have to live sometimes.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it, coach. Uh you know, this time of year I know it's a challenge for coaches to to keep players focused, because you know it's it's a long season, right? It's it's physically demanding, it's mentally demanding. Um, how have your players been from that standpoint in terms of keeping their focus?
10: Well, luckily that we, we I've been there before. Matt's been there before. Kim, Nina's been there. Uh, so, we, our job right now is to keep everybody grounded. Yeah. And the way you do that, you go back to working on defense. Nobody likes working on defense. Everybody <laughs> likes shooting up. But, uh, you know, John, it's harder to stay there than it is to get there. Right, exactly. You know, and that's what we tell them. You know, you know, how, you know how how tough a time to go back to starting the Mercer game and going through all the trips and the airports and, and the practices and the games themselves and then – you know how tough it was to get where we're at right now, where we're getting mentioned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, it's even twice as tough to stay there because now everybody that comes in is playing somebody that's ranked. Do you know how many teams in our conference are going to be playing anybody that's ranked mm-hmm. the rest of this year? Mm-hmm. None. The only team in the game, we're not going to play anybody that's ranked. They're going to get a chance, every one of them play us and, and knock us off. And who shot Billy the kid? They become famous.
3: <laughs> Amazing what having that little number next to your name does uh, for the other uh, for the other teams, right, Coach?
10: That's right. I mean, you know, it's just something you, we, we deal with. But the big thing is, uh, John and Greg both now, is uh, we we got to keep winning. Mm-hmm. We, it puts us in a position to hopefully get an at-large bid before we ever get to the conference tournament. But also helps in the seeding. And then another thing, we've turned all of our paperwork in. There's a chance if we keep winning and we keep doing well that we could coast the first or second round uh, of the NCAA tournament here in Middle Tennessee.
3: That would be amazing.
2: 16-2, and 9-0. and oh, And the thing that gets me is in conference play, uh, obviously you've won every one of them, uh, 20, your, your average margin of victory is 20 points a game. You're just not winning. You're blowing people
10: out right now. Well, Saturday's game going into the fourth quarter, uh, Greg, we were one down. <laughs> <And>? <laughs>
11: we Got them right 31. where you want him, right,
10: Coach? We scored 31 in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, if someone said, what did you say? I said, it wasn't what I said. It was a look I had on my face. Yeah, so, uh,
2: oh, and um, – then, how much do you pay attention? You you've referenced it here. The 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 AP gives you that attention nationally, no doubt about it. The AP Top Twenty Five, but the NCAA Net is where it's going to determine your seating. And and you know, like you said, I mean, you can keep winning and and drop while you're
10: winning. Oh, oh yeah. Well, last night, yesterday, we were twenty. This morning, we're eighteen. So somebody somebody did something right. Around the country last night that we played that that went into that the computer that figures all that up, you know. So, uh, well, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a
2: pretty good deal when you can jump two spots and from and sitting at the house.
10: Yeah, not even play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish it was that easy, I tell you. But uh, the you know the two games we lost. I mean, I, I hate to, to even mention it, but one of them. There was 5.5, we're up one with 5.5 10 seconds to go and the video stuff don't work and they threw the ball in and if you put a stopwatch on it, it's close to seven seconds before they got shot off. Hmm. And it goes in, they beat us. So really and truly we probably should have won that game and then the Texas Tech game we were up. Uh, we were up 38 minutes and 30 seconds, I think. And then they We just fell apart those last couple of minutes of the game. And the next thing you know, they got a good team, good program, well coached, and they took advantage of it and beat us. So we've lost two games combined. I think it's like six points or five points,
2: something like that. Hmm. You know, uh, talk a little bit about uh, Savannah Wheeler, 1,500 career points. Uh, once again, Conference USA Player of the Week and just everything she's done, uh, you know, She's one of those uh, come out of Kentucky like they come out of the plateau. They come out of there shooting, knowing how to play basketball. Uh,
10: she just she's – a, she's a winner. First thing you say about her, she's a winner. And the second thing is she joined a bunch of winners here at Middle already when you got Alexis, you got Courtney, and you got Casenia uh, uh, and you got uh, – I could just run on down like Courtney Blakely. But Savannah is – she's – you're right. She's like some of those those young – Men that have come out of Kentucky and young ladies, too. If you look right now, one of the best players Indiana's got, they're from Kentucky. They're ranked in the top four in the country. But Savannah, she's amazing. She gets the ball off. She reminds me of a young lady that I coached uh, in high school with Tiffany Woosley. Uh, And uh, Tiffany Woosley, one of the all-time greats in the state of Tennessee, went on and played for Pat. Savannah reminds me of her because she gets to the foul line a lot. She's not afraid to take a lick. But she, she's got that 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 ability to get the shot off at just the right time, where you think you got it blocked, and all of a sudden, you know, she's scoring. So, and, and you know, she's she's turned into a pretty good defensive player too. We brought her in here, and, you know, when you're the best player on the team, most of the time you don't want to play defense because you don't want them in foul trouble. Well, in our situation, she came in and she had to she had to develop her defensive end of the floor. And I'm telling you right now, she's got where
2: she's done a pretty good job defensively also. Rick, also Alexis Whittington, you talk you mentioned her as well. Uh, she is going to be participating in the annual So You Want to Be a Coach program with the WBCA, the Women Basketball Coaches Association Convention in Dallas. Uh, something like 60 other student-athletes will be part of that. So uh, she'll be on your staff one of these days, right?
10: Well, <laughs> probably not on my staff. But it wouldn't surprise me. You know, someone's going to be the next Pat Summit, so it might as well be her. So, uh, I'm telling you, she's just unbelievable. She really is. Saturday, uh, our our, our big kid uh, got fouled, kind of slammed the ball down, didn't get a technical, probably deserved one. And I look out on the floor, and Alexis Whittington has got her and just eating her out. I'm telling you, (laughs) saying, hey. You can't be slamming the ball. We're in a tight game, bam, 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 uh, and it's kind of jerking her around. And in in Nasia, which is our our kid from Russia, was saying, I understand, I understand, I understand. So, you know, it's uh, she, she's just invaluable. I mean, she's just the coach on the floor. She's been hurt. You know, she was out before games with a knee, came back, and she's not in 100% condition now. But uh, you can't keep her up the floor. I mean, just not going to, this is her last year to play. And she just basically said, I'm going to play.
2: So, 137 got, games. That's oh, that's crazy. And even I'm and I'm missed some you. games.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did miss some games. And then uh, we still got probably, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 more games maybe. So uh, through the tournament. So, you know, she's, it's going to be, she's going to be close to 150
12: games probably before she gets through.
3: Rick Ensel is our guest, Middle Tennessee State women's head basketball coach. Uh, coach, you mentioned Pat Summit, and of course tonight, uh, UConn plays Tennessee. I, I know you're a huge fan of the women's game. What has that rivalry meant for women's college basketball over the years?
10: The the UConn game with, with Pat, you know, Pat and uh, Gino both. They, you know, they they played the part well. They should have been a professional wrestling. Right. Pat was the baby
3: face, Gino was the heel, yeah. right coach? Oh yeah. <laughs>
10: and uh, but you know what? Uh when when Pat got sick, Gino came and uh and a lot of people don't know that, Gino Did a lot for her and and uh he 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 was amazing. You know, a lot of people still couldn't forgive him, but still he was amazing. But Pat Summit is the reason women's basketball is where it's at, period. I mean, you just put an exclamation point by it. Uh, she's the reason that we all have jobs now, that women are getting some respect. We still got a long ways to go, but we're, the respect that they're being given, the paychecks that some of our female coaches are getting now are unbelievable and well-deserved. And, uh, you know, she, she's it. She's just the reason. And uh, we miss her. I'm telling you right now, I miss her as a friend. Uh, I miss seeing her on the court. I'm telling you right now, there's not a doubt in my mind. This is not a slam against uh, Kelly or anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's up There, Holly's a good friend of mine. Kelly played AAU for me, uh, but Pat Summit would have all. She would have won a couple more championships if she hadn't and got sick. And uh, no if and buts about it. When you when she walked in. Uh, I don't care who was recruiting her. Could have been, you know, some of the, the, the Staley or it could have been uh um whomever. Mm-hmm. They gonna go with Pat. I'm telling you. That's I've seen it happen over and over and over. I've had it happen with some of my kids. Uh, that I played for me at Shelbyville. They'd be looking at Georgia, be looking at Florida, all of a sudden Pat said, Hey, I want you and that, guess what? They she got him.
2: You know, also, uh, like I saw tonight, you're going to be wearing warm-up uh, shirts prior to the game. Uh, we back Pat warm-up shirts uh, for honoring Pat and the Pat Summit Foundation, obviously, that uh, does so much work in research promotion of um, Alzheimer's uh, research and all that, so that'll be pretty cool.
10: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a special day, special day. As a matter of fact, I was just in my office with Diane Turnham, and we were talking about pat of course if you if you've ever been in my office uh you'll see the picture of pat and me and you know again not only was she one of my one of uh one of my fellow coaches but pat and me developed a relationship back in 1979 i've been at Shelbyville a couple of years and she had been at tennessee i think about four years at that time and uh we just we had so much to talk about because she was from a rural area, I was from a rural area, and uh, you know we just hit it off right away. And many times, many times, especially after you got cell phones, uh, she would call me when she was coming back from the game, and or I would call her when I was coming back from the game. And she never failed to pick the phone up when I called her, and I never failed. I can promise you that. Pick the phone up when she called. <laughs>
2: Rick, do you, I mean, certainly you're, what, late January, you got February, you got the Converse Tournament, as you mentioned. You'd like to continue to win to get to a point where it would be an at-large and not have to go win the tournament. Uh, but do you worry about maintaining this pace? Because every season has ebbs and flows, and I don't want to say you're peaking now, but you need to be playing your best basketball in March.
10: I'll tell you this, Greg, I'm I'm kind of, Cause I'm kind of eager, if that's a good way to put it, to see how we play tonight and Saturday. We're playing two pretty good teams, but we've had our best practices that we've had this year, the last three days. And uh, I just want to see. we we need to take another step. We're running right now about on a scale of one to ten, about a six and a half. I would like to be a seven and a half before we got to the conference tournament. Um uh, we've got so many players like we've got seven or eight young ladies that we play and you know, we, eight of those games that we won, Greg, we went we went without four games of the last week, which is a starter. And we went four games without Savannah Wheeler, Wheeler, which was in the concussion protocol. So eight of those games that we won, we won without those two young ladies playing on our team. So, um, uh, You know, when you can put in someone like Gab Blakely and you don't miss a step, I think it's going to be a little tougher for us to to lose our momentum with that many players
2: that can play. Rick, uh, always great catching up with you. Good luck tomorrow night, the rest of the season. Obviously, we'll be having you on as we go through this. We appreciate you, man. Always great to talk to the old country boy.
10: You mean tonight, don't you?
2: That's right. Yeah, it's tonight. Whatever.
10: (laughs) And I – and I hey, and, John, I am an old country boy. You are. Deb Deb says I sound like the guy on Green Acres when I'm talking on the radio. So. Well, I always –
3: coach, I always tell the story when uh, you were gracious enough to work with us during the women's Final Four here a few years ago, and we're getting you mic'd up, ready to go. We're about to go live. And I said, Coach, uh, you know, we're going to have you do this, this, this. And you're like, John, you just – Tell me what to do i'm just an old country boy you let me know what you yeah. did. and that stuck with me so
10: i just i just love it just,
2: yeah okay. uh, 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 an old country old. boy yeah uh-huh
11: greg, uh- uh-huh, uh-huh, greg, uh-huh.
10: he could yeah. tell you a little don't tell those stories on on the air greg but greg could tell you a little he could add to that a little bit i guess
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah going back to what the mid to late 80s right
11: oh yeah, yeah oh yeah wow yeah anyway
2: all right, tell Deb everybody. I said hi. Good luck tonight. I'll do it. Okay, thanks, all Rick. Right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank all you, right. all and, uh, Rick Ensel. Uh, I mean, their team's good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they they're nine and zero in the conference by an average uh, margin of victory of twenty points a game.
3: I like what he said. You know, we were down one going into the fourth quarter, and then we scored thirty one. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and he didn't say anything. It was the look. Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. Well, uh, all about had, had that look yeah, too, right? Oh man, she could burn metal with that look
2: anyway <laughs> hey located at 34 3245 franklin road in uh, murfreesboro budmore state farm insurance sponsor of all of our uh, mtsu visitors uh, can take you all care of the insurance need state farm insurance through bud morris auto home property life health rental bundling any or all of those into one plan banking products annuities budmore state farm insurance more than 100 years combined experience with that staff bud and that crew there they're great people i deal with them all the time Uh, Office hours, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The good thing about it is I don't want to deal with them. but when I have to, man, I have that comfort level at a a 10. Bud Morris and that staff, 615-893-1417, budmorris.biz. Hey, you want to call us, do 615-844-5600.
9: Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required.
13: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to fourhimscom joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address: forhims.com/joy. That's forhims.com/joy for your free online visit. dot scom slash J O Y.
8: Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant prize winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous one of a kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery, game changing fun.
14: State Farm is there.
15: Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief.
16: I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic tax relief
17: basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS
15: anything. Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck.
12: With Civic Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay.
15: For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. It's a Bill Cain show.
1: Somebody! asked me this ascension of Tennessee football is it sustainable I think it is sustainable they're recruiting ranking school you can get a plus personnel to rocky top Tennessee and the state is now way better than it ever was in its past producing players weekday mornings beginning at six on sports radio 560 on 95.9 FM The Greg Pogue and John Burton
9: Show. Putting the fun in dysfunctional.
2: 615-844-5600. Strike its fair Family Fun Center Studios. Pat Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogue. Jerry Stackhouse, Vanderbilt basketball coach. At about 10.04 this morning. uh, Out of the top of the hour break. Which one are we going to? What order they came to us? We'll go to them. Hit it. Just let me talk, Greg. That must be Clay. Clay, how you doing? Hi, Clay.
17: Kogi, I know you're just thrilled that I'm the first caller today. Hey, hang on.
3: Clay, I can hear Dan Orlovsky in the background. Can you turn your TV down? Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry about that. Go ahead.
17: (laughs) (laughs) I got to keep up with what's going on with the Botox, man. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You and Eric just sitting there
17: watching everything. What's up? <laughs> Poggy, I'm available to drive you to Cape Girardeau. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys have-
2: uh, well, actually, we've got uh, me, Albert Dawson, and uh, Nick Guerrero. Okay. Uh, Stopping at Bucky's on uh, the way? I don't think there's a Bucky's that way, is there? I don't think oh, so. Oh, that's the opposite way. Yeah, okay. I'm going, yeah. I'm okay. 24 West. Gotcha. Northwest. To Cape Girardeau, think- Missouri. mm
17: I think, uh, do I, uh, owe an apology this morning at all for any of my comments yesterday?
2: Yeah, you almost detonated on air yesterday. <laughs>
17: <laughs> JV? Yes, Muttley. Thank you, sir, for getting one Jerry Stackhouse to come on the show. Sure, yeah. We're looking forward to talking with him. Um,. You know, guys, and and I'm being very honest, any time Vanderbilt hires a basketball coach, when we hire a new basketball coach, you mean, that's my guy. I mean, because I want Vanderbilt basketball to be successful. You you guys both know that. Mm -hmm. The Dallas Cowboys and the Vanderbilt men's basketball team are the two things, two teams, two sports, that I am the most passionate about.
3: Yeah, and you're a low-key Titans
17: fan, too, a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, But I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what he says. I mean, I I still think, you know, there's hope for, you know, down the stretch even this season. I'm hopeful that, you know, Lim Robbins will be back to play some games, maybe even before – You know, the end of the regular season, the same with Lee Dort. Lee Dort, you know, a couple of games there showed, you know, some flashes of what he can be. And, you know, them both being out the other night against Kentucky, I mean, that was just a huge factor, like I said, because of everything Kentucky does around the rim with Sheway. And so I want to ask, and I'm being very serious, Greg, you've you know been around Nashville longer. You've you know been around what's going on at Vanderbilt longer. So I'm going to pose this question to you, and I want your honest opinion. Okay, what is a reasonable expectation for what Vanderbilt men's basketball should be year in year out? Well,
2: I mean, contend for the postseason every year, NCAA tournament, maybe. Two out of every three, three out of every five. It's more difficult to do now because these football schools uh, like Auburn, like Alabama now, Mm -hmm. uh, LSU has always had it. Tennessee's always had basketball emphasis, but more and more schools are emphasizing it league-wide. And you're looking at, you know, right now six teams are in, including Kentucky, I think, now. Uh, So – it's uh, it's a tougher nut now to crack than I think it's ever been, uh, but I think Vanderbilt men's basketball should be the bell cow over there like it's been the past four decades, five decades.
17: Yeah, and see, that's the frustrating thing to me right now. Um, you know, I've been a Vanderbilt fan a long time, and men's basketball even up, let's say, until – Let's say – I'll say 2012 because that's the year, you know, we beat Kentucky in the, in the SEC tournament when they were number one in the country and they went on to win the NCAA tournament that year. But, you know, from 2007 to 2012, Kevin Stallings went to the NCAA tournament five out of six years. And that's where I think this program should be.
2: Like I said, um, though, it's you, you, Auburn, you know, they've had moments, but nothing like they have right now with Bruce Pearl. Alabama, moments with Wimp, Sanderson, you know. Mm-hmm, Mark yeah. Godfrey had some decent years yep. when he was the coach there, but nothing like, you know, they're the, you know, as a matter of fact, I saw last night they had Tennessee and Alabama both number one seats. I did
17: see that as well. You know. Yeah. So now they have. Do they have Tennessee a number one seed? Down? Yep.
3: Projected, yeah. Yep. I mean, a Tennessee. lot can happen in between now and selection Sunday. Right. Yeah. Today, but, Tennessee. But as of today, yeah, they're projected to be a one seed, right? Yeah.
2: Tennessee, Alabama, Purdue, and uh, I don't know who. I can't remember the other. Yeah. Uh, so.
17: All right. Hey. Texas A and M. Uh, they look after, good. After last night, um, you know, they potentially could play their way in. And who do we play Saturday? None other than Texas. Buzz Williams is a terrific basketball coach. He's fantastic.
2: Thank you, Clay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Clay. Thanks. All right, let's take a break. Tony, you'll be coming up next.
9: All 5 Middle Tennessee locations of Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are open for dine-in service plus takeout and curbside pickup as well. That's right, you can dine in or out at our locations in Belmira, Murfreesboro, Hendersonville, Old Hickory, and our newest location at Nipper's Corner. At the hours Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 featuring half-price beer, from scratch kitchen items made fresh daily, Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are the best eats and the best seats for every game. For more information, visit samsportsgrill.com. You have a 90% chance of
8: surviving a lightning strike. You have a 98% chance of surviving a shark attack. You have a 99% chance of surviving a snake bite. But you only have a 50% chance of surviving a crash if you aren't wearing a seatbelt. Your truck may be tough, but a seatbelt makes it tougher. Buckle up in your truck. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
1: This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. DW, yes. how you
8: doing?
17: Hey, Daryl. One thing I think we've learned is how many race fans are in the Nashville market. This is racing territory. For all those people that have sat back and hoped and wished and prayed that the cup cars would come back, well, they're going to come back to Lebanon, and eventually I think they'll be back at the fairgrounds.
1: Greg Fogue and News Channel Vibes John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. If you love stream of consciousness
9: lost in a tangent where are my glasses oh they're on my head radio the Greg Pogue and John Burton show is for you
3: That actually happened to me the other day I did the old work of my glasses they were they weren't on my head they were clipped to my uh, shirt you know I'm like looking around like a madman and they were like on me the whole time so It's great getting older folks you young people you have so much to look forward to. Patton, you know, your eyesight goes. You can't remember Jack all. It's
12: great.
2: Let's get right to the phones. Tony in Nolansville. Tony, how you doing?
12: Good morning, Greg. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tony. Tony. <laughs> there you go. The day's official for me. Uh, John and Greg, I'm sorry to say this to John first, but congratulations on last night. Getting Dubin' on your sports line. I did watch it. Yeah, and, uh, it was, yeah Joe and I had a lot of fun. It was really... My wife told me, she said, you're not calling in, are you? I said, no, I'm on just watching. Why it. didn't you call in, Tony? <laughs> I would've, we would have loved for you to call in. <laughs> and it was... Uh, but it was very entertaining. Oh, really thanks. enjoyed the show. And Greg, I know he's coming on in the morning, so I'll be listening and looking forward to that as well. So, uh, but... Uh, you know, great interview a while ago with Coach Enslow and Greg. Let me ask you, what ever become of Coach Enman?
2: Uh, he's retired. Um, you know, he was at TSU and let go there, and um, he's just living over in Mount Juliet, working with some teams, coaching his grandson. So, Larry Joe Enman. Nah, yes. I never
12: knew what become of him. And yeah, I knew the all time the all time
2: uh, winningest uh, women's basketball coach in OVC history.
12: That, did you know that? That's that's really yes, I did, and he's he's unbelievable. He was great back in the days when you know we were growing up, and through our years, and I mean they were just it was either Shelbyville or the well, what was the other school. There was two schools that was just always the cream of the crop. But uh, yeah, it was. I was just curious what ever happened to him, and uh, guys, you know. Listening to Clay talk about Coach Stackhouse, I'm right there with him. I back back him up. I know the record, both conference and overall, is not uh, what it should be, what uh, fans want it to be. But I think he is doing – the most he's got with what he's got.
13: Well he's
3: had a and, lot of hard luck with injuries, Tony, right? You know, right, ever right. since he got there. And you and know, it, you just, can only do so much. I mean, you know, you you don't you don't plan for injuries. I mean you do, but you don't. And that's been that's been a factor too.
12: It's not an excuse, it's but it's a factor. factor. And and that's what I was saying is, you know, you look at these records and then you look at the play the other night against Kentucky, I fought for at least a half, maybe a little bit into the second half. It was still a good competitive game. Now, the last 10, 12 minutes is just all big blue. But uh, I just, you know, uh, and I'm good that you're getting him on tomorrow. It is going to be interesting to It's actually coming uh, up in yeah. a
3: couple of minutes. Yeah.
12: I, mean, I said tomorrow, I apologize. Apologize today, and it's interesting to see what uh, – what he has to say, I mean it's rare he makes these public uh interviews and stuff like this, so good job on that and uh one thing one last thing, guys, is when you watch these games in the s e c and throughout the country, it's evident and obvious basketball's here, but you've also got some teams that are surprising that are playing as well as they are. And then you've got the other teams that, and this might be the way it is every year. You've got some teams that you were expecting a lot more out of that are just not meeting the, you know, not putting the meat between the bread. So, but anyway, though, guys, just wanted to call and holler at you, say kudos to having Dubin on, kudos to having a coach stack on, and looking forward to seeing what he's got to say. Thanks, guys. Tony, thanks Have a, a lot. One.
3: Appreciate the call. Yeah, um, you know. We have so many patent, passionate Vanderbilt fans that listen to the show on a daily basis, and you know Stack doesn't do a lot of these, yeah. so um, it'll be good to get him off, hear what he has to say, and uh, you know we'll we'll have some fun with him. Obviously, we're not gonna yeah. we're not a grilling show. You know, it's not like he's on with you know numb nuts down the dial. We're not gonna do that. You know, we're gonna right. have some fun with him, but you know just hear what he has to say about the season, some of the injuries he's been dealing with, you know the SEC schedule and. You know, kind of a state of the Vanderbilt, you know, address. You know, as he as he sees his team uh, going forward, and what we've seen so far during the season.
4: Yeah, he's had to go through a lot, quite frankly, because the AD that brought him in, Malcolm Turner, of course, no longer mm-hmm. here, and he's had to deal with COVID and the injuries. We've all talked about it. There is something to be said that he's still here and yep. he's kind of kind of maintained, and he's righted the ship a little bit here the past couple of games. The performances have been, have been up there, but. I don't know what it is with teams in the Nashville area. It's uh, it's Titans and Vandy basketball. They are strucken
3: by the injury bug at the moment. It's been it's been pretty remarkable the fact that they've had to. Both both teams have had to navigate through so many injuries to key players. And like you said, you don't you plan for it, but you don't plan for it. And it's tough to put a lot of heat on a coach when his key players keep getting injured. Um, time and time again, because it affects how you game plan. It affects how the other team game plans against you. It's a lot to deal Some, with. Uh, I know. I know it's next man up and all yeah. that stuff. But you know, when you have really good players that keep getting injured, and, so especially in basketball, you don't have that big of a roster.
4: Keith
2: Carter uh, will be the new uh, offensive line coach for the New York Jets. Just the- all right. Okay. Well. Okay. Good all story. right. Jerry Stackhouse coming up after the top of the hour break.
8: I'm Jim Ryan. A strong end to the year for the economy. ABC's Alexis Christophoris goes through this morning's report from the Commerce Department.
14: This is a, a look at a sort of the report card of the economy, and it shows us that the economy did pretty well to end 2022. Despite the highest inflation in 40 years and rising interest rates, the economy still grew at a solid pace, 2.9 uh, percent, slightly better than we expected, and down a little bit from the pace of growth we saw in the prior quarter, which was 3.2 percent.
8: Some economists believe the U.S. could see rolling recessions. Parts of the economy are starting to slow down. Not all of them, though. A hearing in a Texas court today over two deadly crashes of Boeing 737 MAX jetliners. The aerospace giant will be arraigned on a criminal charge that it thought was settled two years ago. Families of the victims say they were never notified of the deal. A new round of Russian missile strikes across Ukraine overnight. Ukrainian officials say 11 people were killed. This is ABC News
13: WNSR,
1: Nashville Sports Radio. Needing a snow day?
8: How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold, hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
9: Make some big Memphis noise. Don't miss Ja, Jaron, and your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Pacers. Score your limited edition matchup poster presented by Silvamo. Available on a first-come, first-served basis at multiple locations around the arena. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show, and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or online at grizzlies.com today. From Nashville's home of the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio
11: you ready to rock, boys and girls?
0: Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth.
11: Are you listening
19: to me?
1: Welcome back to the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show now, 615-844-5600.
2: Hold your nose, cause the bull's about to fly.
1: Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton.
2: It is hour number two. Hope you're staying warm. Strike a spare family fun center studios. Pat Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogue. Uh, here as well. Going to be joined by uh, Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse in just a few moments. Uh, uh, heading to Texas A&M uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And Texas A&M went at Auburn. Looked really good last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, with that. Heading so, into
3: a literal buzz saw, right? Yeah. The, mean, uh,
2: yeah, that's
3: yeah what see what there. I did there?
2: Yeah. Uh, joined now by Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse. Good morning, coach. Thanks for joining us.
18: Yes, sir. Glad nice to be here, man.
2: Well, first off, uh, let's before we talk basketball. Congratulations on being uh, enshrined into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, what the heck took so long? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs>
18: man, no, it, it was actually kind of my own busy schedule that that took so long. And they were, they reached out a few years back, but I couldn't make the ceremony, and then obviously there was some COVID and different things, and it was finally. Uh, a date that I could uh, could fit in my schedule. So, man, i was you know very thankful and very happy. Honored, obviously, to, uh, go to the Hall of Fame in my home state.
2: Yeah, I thought Buzz Peterson blocked it. I thought that's what had happened. <laughs>
18: well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe not. No, I don't think, I don't think my, my homeboy wouldn't do that. No, now.
2: no. I'm you know, <laughs> I, and I want to. I know we're going to talk about your Commodores and everything, but I do since we opened up with you know that just playing for Coach Smith. I dare not call him. Dean. I think Doug Moe is the only former Tar Heel who could call him by his first name, or did, anyway. <laughs> uh, but just that legacy and how he brought everybody back, and I, I mentioned Buzz, and also Randy Wheel. I got to be real good friends with Randy and just sort of heard him tell about just the inner workings of how he made sure all of you guys stayed together.
18: Yeah, I mean he was unbelievable, man. I've I, I realized more and more um Every day now, you know, really dealing with young men and, and trying to help them, you know, achieve their goals, and I mean, that was his his thing. Just making sure that not even just the, the athletes, but the managers and everybody that was a part of the program, um you know, he made sure that he did all the little things and calling those people and sent notes. I and mean, he was really really personal as far as handwritten notes and. I got, a, I got something from him before every season. I mean, he could have easily just got on the phone and said, you know, you know Jerry, good luck this season, but he made sure he, he had that personal touch. And, and I think we all, you know, have that in us because of him and obviously the love for the game and teaching the game of basketball and how to play the right way and all those things that, you know, we continue to hopefully that we're honoring his legacy by, um, by giving it to the, to, to the young men that we're able to coach now.
3: You know, Stack, uh, you're still the author of one of the greatest in game dunks I've ever seen in my life when you went baseline on Duke and reversed it one handed. Uh what do you remember about that particular play, A, and B, just those heated rivalry games with Duke all those years at North Carolina?
18: No, I mean it was just one of those plays where it's like, man, that that, that game is so big and there's so much excitement and playing in Cameron with the you know the the students right on top of you, and it's just like it's an unbelievable atmosphere and the environment. And again, I it was just totally impromptu. Man, I just went up there and went to the basket, hard right-handed as I always do, and and I saw a couple people that I needed to get around. <laughs> and next <laughs> thing you know, it's uh, uh, you know it's one of those moments that I get to, I get to see myself with a little hair every year. You know? <laughs> and, 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 uh, now that was in kinda, Cameron kinda, Indoor, kinda right? Fun to see.
3: That was at Cameron Indoor, right? Or was that yeah, was was at home? Yeah,
18: okay. it was in Cameron, man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was it, it was fun. I mean, it just the, the, the little things about that play, though. It was a rebound. All that made it happen was a great rebound. I, it, uh, Serge had it high. He kicked it up to, to Jeff McKinnis on the wing, and then it was a hit ahead. He didn't bounce the ball. If he bounces that ball, then the, the play probably never happens. But it was automatic right into my hands, and I was able to attack to the outside. And man, it was just 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 a, a great basketball play of of how you should run primary offense, but um, just resulted in the in a, it pretty much becoming an iconic play for me.
3: Well, coach, it's great to have you on. and we have so many passionate Vanderbilt fans and supporters that listen to our show on a daily basis. And I know they're excited uh, that that we're having you on today today. Obviously coming off a tough loss against Kentucky. And one of the things that, unfortunately as marked your tenure at Vanderbilt as the head men's basketball coach is injuries how much you know you don't try to make them an excuse but how much the injuries you've had to key players over the years and you're dealing with a couple this year as well with Liam Robinson and, and Lee Dort i mean how much has that maybe not derailed what you're trying to do there at Vanderbilt but how much of a monkey wrench has that been since you've been there
18: I'll just say this, once we get some good luck, we should keep it for a long time because <laughs> we've had enough bad luck stretch for to to last a, last a while, man. It's just it's like every time we start to get a little rhythm that we've, we've had some type of injury from the first year when it was Aaron losing him the very first game of the season. Um, you know, just, you know, year after year, um, it's, it's been something, Liam, you know, last year and um, – So it was just, and then again this year. I mean, right when we I thought we were playing our our best basketball, really finding the rhythm, and you know, establishing him inside his dominance as far as shot blocking and the presence that you know he's bringing to us on the offensive end as well. And then he has just a you know freak turn of his foot in in practice, which you know. But hopefully, we get him back sooner rather than later. But it's just you know, it's just part of it, man. I mean, I've been around the game long enough to know that you just have to. That's why you have to coach everybody, Mm -hmm. and and I think that's why we. Make sure that we coach everybody. Coach from from our leading score to our you know a 14 walk on. We got to coach you because it could be an opportunity where we need you to perform, and um, and, and it's, that's kind of been the case. Kind of changed our lineups a little bit. Try to make sure that we c- can be the best of ourselves. But um, but no, man. It's, it's, it's a part of the game, and hopefully that through how we're building it and how we're taking a long view of things, that it it'll ultimately pay off for us down the line to where you know we feel like we got you know good 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 solid contributors um throughout our roster just in case we have a you know mishap like we, like we've had again a couple weeks ago.
2: Well, and then you see what Malik Dia does the other night, what career high 14 and 4 for 5 on three pointers for the big man.
18: Yeah, man. I mean, Malik has done I mean, these are really explosive uh, type of offensive player. He has that type of ability. Um, again, it's just trying to you know, make sure he does all the other things that he needs to do, you know, defensively. It's, I mean, you can go out and, um, you know, get get 12, get 14 points. But if you give up 15 or 16, then it's really not helping the call. So, I mean, I think those are the things that we have to deal with with our younger guys. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm a real um, proponent of, of playing older guys, guys that have been around, guys that understand our system, that, that are capable, and, and then obviously if it gets to the point where you clearly, you know, day in and day out, you know, out perform, performing those guys in practice, that you're going to get those opportunities, and kind of again, um, you know, like and it's just just the youth of it a little bit. I mean, I could in one play in, in particular where I think we we had a big dunk and um, in the Kentucky game, and I, mean, I think it was a lob and um, you know, Paul Lewis, he was so happy. He was celebrating on the way back, but they they hit ahead and they got a three in transition before we could even get it back. But if, you know, we get to the point where Paul Lewis picks up that ball right away, you know, and they're not able to advance the ball, those, those are the things that we got to continue to try to work on with the, with our um, younger guys and understanding that, you know, Malik, after you make a couple threes and now you got it in the post, everybody's watching you. Now it's a good opportunity for you to make a play for somebody else and and those are the things that 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 you know, and the reps and the teaching that that we do to to try to help them become uh, better overall basketball players. They all got to, every one of them got aspirations of playing at the next level. Mm. Um, but you got to understand that you when you get to that level, you got to share the floor with other great players. And they and how you endear yourself to those players is by by, by being a guy that's that's a ball mover. Even though you got the ability to to score and do all those things, you endear yourself to those guys. By, by being that way, and hopefully we're, we're teaching them that whenever it a, an opportunity to get at that level, um, the ones that are talented and, and, and skilled enough to do so, uh, that they, they get to stay there. A lot of guys get there, but not a lot of guys stay in. Uh, hopefully we get guys to come through here and have an opportunity to play at that next level that get to stay. Jerry
3: Stackhouse is our guest, men's basketball coach at Vanderbilt. Stack, it's kind of a fine, fine line, isn't it? Because, you know, for the last – three years or so you've had a guy like scotty pippen jr a guy that controlled things in the half court he was your go-to guy when you needed a bucket now you've you know you've got that adjustment period and it is a fine line right knowing when to take over and, and score and when to find your teammates i mean that's as old as basketball right
18: yeah i mean i, mean, I think uh man scotty was great for us man and um just you know who he was as a, as a worker, who he was as a sponge, who he was as a leader for us. I mean, he had a, a dominant personality, and and it basically just, it, it evolved. But I I didn't think that that was the perfect way for our ultimately for our team to play. Okay. Um, you know you know I want you know I I I'd rather have my point guard be more of a distribu- distributor, mm-hmm. and um that's why we were at our best when we had when Rodney Chapman was you know was healthy because he could man those kind of point guard responsibility and scotty could be more of an off guard and i think it's just it's tough when your point guard is your you know have to be the guy to do so much for you and i thought there's times where he could have made you know scotty was the type of type of guy that he would come out and he would do exactly what we wanted to do, try to get guys involved and then those guys wouldn't make some shots they'd be like all right, coach. I'm about to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and 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 we needed them to do that um, to a certain extent. But but I think there's you know. But now when we got to this year, there's guys that just was um, you know hadn't been used to being in that role, and we kind of had to had to establish that. But still, we wanted to do it more by committee. And, um, and then we finally really and then, then the guy emerged. I really thought the guy that emerged was, was Liam. Found that, that the way that we could play through him and really. Um, use his size advantage and, and um and then play off for him with, with, with splitting and, and making sure we're kicking it to the outside which he's a good passer, he's a willing passer. And um so, you know, but uh, I think that was uh kind of a little bit of a uh, a trial period for us. We didn't really know, I mean we did again like nobody had us after losing Scotty. I mean you check any poll, you go back to any magazines and start the season, they had a you know, dead last to probably finish or or or, or whatever. So um you know, now that we you know got off to a pretty good start, kind of found a little bit of identity. You know, had some you know some, some tough games that we lost early on to. You know, should have been in our mind winnable games for us, but we didn't. I mean, those teams were better at the time. I mean, it's, it's a different uh, model now, man. I mean, like uh, uh, mid-major teams or whatnot that you look at the year before, that whole season can change in in just an off season with the transfer portal now. Those guys. Uh, Southern Miss, they you know they they went and got a guy that probably had more experience playing in the SEC than we had on our roster. in, in Crawley, who was a, a Vanderbilt commit before he went to Ole Miss, but I think those little things like that can get can get lost, especially when you're trying to find your identity, find how you know how we need to play, figure out who we need to play, figure out you know rotations and all those type of things. But I figure that I think the long view, though, again. Because we played a number of guys early on, that once we hit this little injury spell, we had guys that was uh, that's ready to step up and capable of uh, of coming in and contributing for. Us. So um, it ultimately works out, and I think, and that's the long-range goal. Continue to, I, I don't think I mean I, we have another level to go as far as talent uh, on our roster. It felt like we brought in you know better talent every year, and I think it's even a a better crop of talent coming in next year with some of the guys, and just some serious dudes. I mean, uh, Jaquelin Robertson and, and, and um, Isaiah West, who's a local kid here. Um, you know, it, uh, I just think Carter Lane, you know, just, just some, some really serious dudes about uh, the game of basketball and, and and really skilled. So, I mean, I think the future is bright, but we just, you know, it's just things. When you're trying to build a culture, you got to build an identity, there's just things that you can't let slide by, and then I think that that's, you know, when you've seen some of the, you know, the lineups, it's, it's about trying to send the message that, man, you have to do things the right way, and then we, we're not going to let our older guys, our veteran guys come in and feel like they're just going to play and get the luxury of starting if you don't do the things that you need to do on a consistent basis, you know, allowing our younger guys to see that. I think it's, it's a bad message and a bad precedence for our program, and that's, that's not what I want. Uh, not 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 my vision for for our program. And, and I just think, you know, I just really sat back and I, you know, and I was like, man, what do I have vision for our program? It's not just having a a good basketball team. I want a program. I want uh, I want our fans engaged. I went on a I went on a mass unblocking of, of, of fans and everybody. I want I want people to be a part of what. When I really thought about the vision of what I want, and it's like, man, we. Maybe we just got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, now I just want people to see me and see who I am. And Because um, it was a funny story. It was a guy that, you know, people just have bad days. A guy that I was talking to at a bar. And like he's <laughs> like, Zach, we had a great conversation, but, but you blocked me. Man, man, we got so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you see yeah, yourself, like, Stack? I- I- He's like, I was just, I was just having a bad day. I was just having a bad day, but man, you're my guy, and I was like, damn, there's probably a lot of people like that, <laughs> and I and and I want those guys, I want them to see me, and I want I want them to be a part of our program and where we're going forward. So it's like, man, let's just go. And then it was ironic. Somebody sent me a. A Twitter page. I think her name was Lisa Pig. And she was like, Twitter is on fire for you. I like, are you going to let them back on the bandwagon? I was like, hell yeah, let's ride. Let's
3: <laughs> I, mean, so. I mean, Stack, not to interrupt you, but, I mean, you know, are you going to try to do more things like radio interviews and stuff and make yourself a little bit more visible? Because, like I said, there are so many Vanderbilt fans that want to hear from you, want to hear what you have to say. Uh, they want to know what your message to them is, right? They want to know yeah, you know man. where you're coming
18: from. But, but, but again, I mean, ZB, he somehow we got connected, and he, he just asked, yeah, <laughs> you know I man, yeah, just asked about coming on. I'm like, sure, let's do it. You know, what I'm saying, I just, it, so I think that's the, that's the thing when people get to see you and get to know you, and I absolutely want to want to do more of those things and and just uh, embrace this whole you know, this, this process of, of building what we, what we want to get, get, get back, man. Like I said, we, you know, I think, you know, there's a little bit of a false sense of reality when it comes back to this, this build and what it takes. I mean, I think we can get it done. I mean, I know that we got the, got the pieces. I think we probably had the pieces to get it done a little bit sooner than what is happening for us, but we've had some, some unfortunate things happen, but man, I'm, and 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 then there's balance of I mean, saying early on just kind of putting your head down and clearing out the noise because we got had to focus on basketball so that was that was some of it too but sure. really take it reflect them back like man there, there's a balance to it yeah um, nothing's gonna change my focus and and, and my um, and, and my vision of how we need to go about it but it doesn't that, that doesn't doesn't hurt to hear some of the, squawk, the squawking noise every once in a while it might be something <laughs> good in the noise so. Um, so that's where my mindset is right
2: now. A really neat thing uh, Tuesday night, the Suits and Snickers Initiative, uh, Coaches versus Cancer, uh, young Jaden Bailey, fourteen years old, Monroe Carroll uh, Junior Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. He designed uh, your shoes that you wore the other night. What a, that was that was really neat. I was watching the game on TV. They yep. they showed them several times. Just a great story. Great story, Coach
18: man unbelievable kid man got a chance to visit with him the, the day before the game he and his family man and just his his smile is just man you know and the kid could play too i mean he showed me some some footage back when he was a little younger and he was you know taking it and i was like well you missed you missed the guy in the corner right there he's like coach i can score you know what I'm saying? so it was just fun um spending some time with him and being able to, to wear the shoes that he designed and i want to make sure to the Put on the right attire so I could so so I could rock it the right way, man. <laughs> oh. it was you know good, what? It was a great story. Yeah.
2: One thing I'll never be in life is your tailor. Well, I was gonna say I will never I, be your I, tailor. I, I, I want to
3: ask because I wear suits every day, and I want to ask who your tailor is. But I know I cannot a afford your tailor and b. A four. I can't buy what you wear off the rack, man. man.
18: Don't be surprised. (laughs) No, no, man. No. Ah, You are the best uh, dressed coach. Now now that Jay Wright's gone, coach.
3: (laughs) I was just gonna say, now that Jay Wright's gone, you are hands down the best dressed coach in the country. I know you take a lot of
18: pride in that. No doubt. No doubt, man. It was, and and I got that from my mom, man. My mom always. Well, she dressed us. I mean, of course, we was going to church every Sunday, but it was like around Easter Sunday, that was her thing. She, she, no matter what she do, she's going to get us a new suit for, for Sunday. And I thought that was the the coolest thing, man, going and, and getting fitted for a suit for Easter Sunday, man. That's just something that, that I enjoy. I mean, just when I was coming out of college, I mean, I, I just had a lot of respect for, you know, Michael Jordan and those older guys that really mm-hmm. took the profession serious. And I thought Coach Smith, you know, even when he was like, I don't do what Coach Smith was at another level, man. He (laughs) was, even in the office on a weekday, he had on a coat, jacket and a tie. (laughs) Right. He never wore a college shirt like a a coach's shirt until practice. Really? So, yeah, man. So, it's like, you know, again, just trying to to, – ways to honor him and what he's you know, meant to me uh, that that I didn't even realize when I played for him that I wanted to make sure that that this – profession keeps the respect in it I mean I I don't you know I I don't really have an opinion on other guys and the fact that they kind of toned down the dress code for for coaches but I'm going to always do it and and like I said it's kind of taking a life of its own there's a lot of people that are Vanderbilt fans that may not even really love basketball, but they're going to tune in for a minute just to see what I got on. I'm I'm, 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 going to keep them happy. (laughs) Uh,
11: uh,
2: uh, What I'm hearing, you don't buy off the rack. That's what I'm hearing, right?
18: I can't can't go off the rack, man. Arms too long. long. (laughs)
3: Well, I'm the opposite way. I'm built like a fire hydrant, so you're nice and tall and lean. Maybe we can go suit shopping together one of these days.
18: Come on, man. Just come on. Just let let me know. I'll help you out, baby. Get that thing tapered around there the right way. I
2: appreciate yeah. <laughs> Coach, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate uh, uh, it, Coach. You know, good luck the rest of the season. We appreciate it, man.
18: Man, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for having
2: me. All right. All right. Uh, Vanderbilt basketball coach Jerry Stackhouse.
3: If you missed that, go back and listen on SoundCloud. Well, uh, and,
2: and we'll replay it again here yeah. the next day or two. But what I heard, I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans wanted to hear yeah. that, yeah, I need to get out more. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, I need to be mm-hmm. more visible because he's very likable. Yes. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah. He's sharp. Yeah, you know, and, smart and,
3: guy knows yeah. his basketball, yeah. and I think he's committed. He wants to be here. He wants to see this thing grow. And I know all Vanderbilt fans are feeling you want that number next to your name. You want that NCAA, you know, berth. You want that SEC championship, and you know, um, hopefully, uh, he assured you, if you're a big Vanderbilt fan, that he's he's on it. He's
2: working on it. Yeah. And I think this market, unlike a lot of others. They like to be able to reach out and, and, yep. and, and touch their coach, yep. you know, obviously metaphorically. Yes, of course. Uh, but, <laughs> right. uh, you know, it you know, gets a little bit of that. You know, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, I guess in the professional side of it, uh, Jeff Fisher and, and Barry Trotz were so approachable, oh, public. Yeah, Corbin's the same way. Right. And I think Jerry was almost the mentality of what I've heard of. Well, he had his nose to the grindstone yeah. And, yeah. and now's evolving in that way. Right, because you the NBA game, you're insulated.
3: Exactly, and he you played know? in big markets, and he was assistant coach in big markets, and it's yeah. But here, it's a little different, right? We want to get to know you. We, we want to be able to put our arms around you a little bit and say, "Hey, you know, we're we're behind you." So, I think Jerry realizes that now, and I mean, I thought it was pretty. Pretty cool. He's like, well, JB asks. Yeah, all yeah. you gotta yeah. do is yeah. ask. Yeah.
2: And of course, his media relations director, Gavin Neville, mm-hmm. uh, a good thanks friend, to him. You know, Shout out to him. Good friend of mine. For all his help, uh, was in that role at uh, at TSU. That's right. Uh, and as a matter of fact, one road trip to Moorhead, Kentucky, he picked up my birthday tab. Oh, how nice! Yeah, about that, that's uh, that's, nice. Yeah, if you're spending your birthday in Moorhead, Kentucky, somebody needs to With pay you. With you, thank you. Okay, fine. Love you. Man. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's take a break. We're wide open to the top of the hour. Any thoughts on what you just heard? Yeah, react to that
3: interview. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Eight
2: four four fifty six hundred.
6: We're going to get into our routine with Daily Tennessee Jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three. And four. And five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play.
8: Work out a win with drawings every day when you play Daily Tennessee Jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
7: They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two. Twice the money, so forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules.
0: Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you
2: can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider 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 contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years.
16: Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys. A partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at cordellcordell.com. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. Experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615 349 8588, or you can visit their website at abscomcom.net. And remember, mention the McFarland show to ABS, and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers.
1: Jim Rome is here, weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The
13: SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC ABC. A always BBC closing. Always be closing. A, B, C. A, always BBC closing. Always. Be
1: closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR.
9: The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional.
2: You know, uh, I'm falling apart, by the way. You are, man. <clears throat> you are. You are, you are, you are, you are uh, and yesterday, I'm driving, and I want to reach and get something in my back seat. Yeah. And I've had, you know, trouble with my rotator cuff Mm -hmm. over the years, probably throwing too many cobalt cord balls when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something popped.
11: Oh, geez. And I
2: cannot lift anything with my right. I can't get. This is it. That's as far as it goes up. as far as it. Mm. I can go slowly
3: like this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Might be a shoulder impingement.
2: It, it, it hurts. Okay. <laughs> that's I your don't di- know. <laughs> that's you know, your
3: diagnosis, Doctor Pogue?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just my rotator cuff, and I, I hope it's just something that'll pass because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. hurts like hell too. And rub a I'm little icy hot on it, you know.
3: Yeah. A little oh, would ibuprofen? Would you? Would, never, you? would, would I? Uh-huh. Rub no.
2: Some icy hot on my shoulder. Uh, no. Okay. No. Good interview with Jerry Stackhouse. By well, way. I hope <laughs> I
3: hope uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed it. And listen, we're not the type of show that's going to grill a guy or or a I guess when they come on, we want to just get them to open up a little bit and have some fun with us. And you know, hope, hopefully, we ask the questions that Vanderbilt fans uh, wanted us to ask. And you know, I just like the fact that towards the end, he said, Yeah, you know, I need to, I probably need to be more visible because he's had his nose to the grind zone, grindstone ever since he got here. And you know, he kind of came in with that NBA mentality, I would guess you know and so well 19
2: years of playing in it and right. then, then coaching exactly. in the D league and, and i think he yeah. you
3: know i think he realizes that this is a different kind of market like you said this is a market where the fans kind of want they want to embrace you they want to put their arms around you figuratively and so uh, i really enjoyed that chat go back and listen to it we will be re- replaying it but uh it was great to have jerry stackhouse on because like i said i know he doesn't do a lot of these type interviews at least here locally and it was but he he did say he's like well you asked, so all you got to do is ask. So, I guess we'll know that for next time. Um, but, again, shout out to Gavin Neville for help, helping us put that together You know, over at uh, Vandy.
2: Um, I want to tell you something. When, you know, he talked about Coach Smith, right? Yeah. And how all of those players and coaches would come back, uh, especially the ones that were in coaching would come back mm-hmm. and, and spend, you know, four, five, six days together, golf, you know, social. He made sure that everyone stayed. And, and Randy Will, who – uh, played for uh, he played for Coach Smith, and then he was an assistant coach
11: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when Roy Williams was a graduate assistant, you know, and, and so with Eddie Fogler uh, right. on that staff when uh, when Coach, by the way, no one called him Dean except Doug Moe, Seriously, yeah. no one even l- later on, like not even Michael yeah. Jordan. Yes, no, not even Michael Jordan. And but but when um, Coach Smith died, uh, his secretary. He had already done this. He wrote out a – I've told this story before, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wrote every former player and coach a letter and sent them a check for $200. Mm-hmm. It was totaled about $26,000, what mm-hmm. it totaled. And he said, I want you – the only way you won't use this money is to take your family out to eat on me. And this is something that he had, had mailed out after his passing yep. to every one of his players – a personal note for every one of them, mm-hmm. and a check where and in there said this money is to be used for you to take your family out to eat. Amazing story How about that. Yeah. Every player, Amazing think of that twenty six thousand dollars worth yep. uh, of, of uh, thank yous. So anyway, let's go to the phone six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Steve, how you doing? Hey guys, good morning.
10: Uh, it was Steve. really cool to meet y'all briefly
0: the other day or last week. That was awesome. Yeah,
20: it was great to see you as well. Um. So, I've been running around, I listened to the the last, like, a a minute of when Tony called in talking about Stackhouse, Mm -hmm. then I'm getting back in my car and I'm hearing y'all talking about an interview apparently you had with him, Patton tells me it was today. Yeah. So... Can you can you just kind of sum it up because he's never on the radio and uh, right. I'll I'll go back and listen. to Yeah, SoundCloud. it's it's
2: out there on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our Twitter yeah. uh, at Nash Sports Radio and SoundCloud, but uh, just go to at Nash Sports Radio and it's there.
3: Or my Twitter at John yeah. Burton Thirty Two. I'm
20: going to retweet it right now.
2: Yep, and oh, the okay. and the poster.
20: Great. Yeah, it's out there. Well, what, well what, I mean, can you just kind of sum it up real quick and I'll uh, I'll keep on listening and look. I love y'all's show. All
2: right, appreciate you, Steve, and, um Go ahead.
3: Well, we started talking about just some of the injury luck or lack thereof he's had um, and how that's kind of maybe not derailed where the program is at, but it certainly has slowed things down. Uh, He talked about the adjustment of, uh, you know, the injuries this year. Also, you know, not having Scottie Pippen Jr. this year and having that go-to guy and um, what that means in terms of how he he formulates uh, what he wants to do. What else do we talk about?
2: Well, obviously, you just talked about um, him and were. Like, I guess the main thing about it is because there's so much because he had, doesn't do, hadn't done a lot right. of interviews that that maybe that was his fault that he was more of a yeah. nose to the grindstone and and from that NBA background where everything is so insulated mm-hmm. and in this community and, and with Vanderbilt fans particularly they want to hear from him and and see him and and do things and you know and, and he hadn't done a lot of that right well maybe it's just because a lot of people hadn't asked right, right, according, right. To him, you right. Know, according to him right according to so. him it's like all you got to yeah. do
3: is ask and you know he just talked about you know. His dedication to the program and getting them where they need to be, and um, you know, uh, Steve, we, you know, it wasn't a hard-hitting, grilling interview. We don't do that here. That's not what we're about. Greg, can you? Yeah, oh yeah. Me that? yeah oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My that, days of I'm yeah.
2: of a journalist are long. I'm an entertainer.
3: Right. I mean, th-
11: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
3: uh, you know, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a 60 minutes gotcha interview. Yeah. Okay. Um, we didn't get too much into X's and O's and wins and losses, but. Just wanted to hear him talk about the program and what what he plans to do. And his so. North
2: Carolina days. Yeah, so we went talked in, about went yep. Into that.
3: Yep, so, talked uh, about that as well. So, um, you know, it was kind of a wide-ranging interview, you know, wouldn't you say? Yeah. We yeah. hit on a, a number of different topics. Didn't and get,
2: basically, we let him take us yep. where he took us where he wanted to exactly. go. Exactly,
3: exactly. And I think, yeah. I think, you know, that's the respect that we, you know, owed him for agreeing to come on with us. So, you know, um, like I said, it's up on Twitter. Um, the SoundCloud, you could check it out and, uh, you know, let us know what you thought.
2: And, you know, certainly the injuries with Robinson. and now they were playing better basketball. They were, they were looking, yeah. you know, they, you know, I know would have, should have, could have, but they went to Tennessee and played well there. Uh, they go to Georgia and what, win at Georgia, right? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, although good Lord, Tennessee, but then, you know, then you Arkansas, moved. yeah, Linked. beat yep. Arkansas yep. here and, um, got a little testy with that. Yeah. So, um. Uh, I think, you know, it, it, this is a results business, right? Of ultimately, that's what he'll be judged upon. Of course, and, he knows and, that. And right now, though, it's the in my mind, I was just thinking, it's there are more better teams in the SEC than I can remember, and that's because, and that's with Kentucky not being at the top. Exactly. Right yeah. of the six getting in, they're the lowest seeded right now, according to the projections. So,
4: it uh, starts with great coaches. Uh, yeah. Some of the great coaches. Well, money. Are in the S- it, it's, they yeah. come
2: for the money. Totally. They come for the money now and the commitment to it. The facility upgrades. Auburn built a new arena. Ole Miss has a new arena. Alabama, the hum- yep. uh, Humphrey Coliseum had an upgrade. You know, the commitment's uh, there. Um yeah. And you can win a national championship, well, at Florida, right? Sure. LSU has always been pretty good. Tennessee now. Mm-hmm. Look at where they are, right? Yeah, projected They're, one seed yeah. as we sit here today. Them so. and Alabama. Right. But you're so. talking about Musselman, Oates, Musselman at Arkansas, mm-hmm. Oates at Alabama. I didn't know if that would be a fit or not. Where would he come from? Buffalo? I think, right? Didn't he come from Buffalo? The Alabama coach? Yeah, about? yeah. Nate Oates, he's done a great job.
3: He has done a terrific job. You know, Alabama's legit,
2: man, you know. Buffalo, yeah, he was head yeah. coach at Buffalo, and who knew him? He was from Wisconsin. Who knew what he – never done anything in the south, right? Right. Except drive to Florida. Right. <laughs> 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 or the coast. That's right. Uh, but he's done an amazing job. down, there, And it's all about players, too. I mean, he's got the best freshman in the country, and Brandon Miller, from right here out of Cane Ridge High School. So uh, – but, hey, they – look at it last night. Texas A&M goes into Auburn. Mm-hmm. And wins there. Texas A and M is. Are they seven and one in the conference? Six and one in the conference? Just look at the at the standings. So you know, they're I think they're in. Right. If you're looking at the net, yeah. The league right now is. It used to be it's Kentucky. It's as good as it's probably and, ever been. I would and, say. And you would have a Florida, obviously, the back-to-back national championships right. with Billy Donovan. Right. Um, Auburn made the Final Four maybe 40 years ago. Georgia did maybe. 40 well, Auburn years was ago. there just a few years ago. Yeah, right? oh, well, last year, last year they went to the Final Four, right? So
3: Alabama's eight and zero, Tennessee's seven and one, A and M is six and one, six and one, okay. Auburn is six and two, Kentucky five and three, Florida five and three, and then you have the rest. Missouri four and four, and everybody's below that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look at where the SEC is right now. And when you're a Vanderbilt team trying to deal with, you know, injuries and trying to deal with the academic restrictions, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough sledding, you know. But, you know, Stack knew the job was going to be tough when he took it, and he's, uh, he's grinding.
2: Well, let's take a break. You want to give us a call? And, and again, the, uh, that is available out on social media, at our Facebook page, at our at Nashports Radio, at John Burton 32 at the Poker. you can go find it uh, on all of those and go back and listen to it. And then we'll, we'll uh, replay it again. We're going to replay it tomorrow and not have Joe Dubin come in, okay? Yeah, we don't need Joe Dubin. Yeah. I had You're him on last night. Just, I know. He's, just watch last we night's don't, sports He's line. overexposed. Exactly. Which, really. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, you wrote a couple books. Big whoop. Well, no, just kidding. We he's love overexposed, jokes. which really makes me cringe. All right, let's take a break. <laughs>
7: Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints, like...
8: Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy.
7: Or it may be even subtler, like...
6: Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money.
7: Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.
6: In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope, to see how you can continue to make a difference
14: middle tennessee community like a good neighbor state farm is there dazzling diamonds
8: royal rubies elegant emeralds and stunning sapphires now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away this gorgeous one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores but rather at your nearest tennessee lottery retailer with jumbo bucks jewels instant games collect glistening top prices of up to three hundred thousand dollars and make every win sparkle
19: only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly insurance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-529-2856 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-529-2856 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you he's on meds too for affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan.
17: I have not met you, Andrew, but I'd love to meet you someday. Yes, sir. What story do you want to tell him, Clay? Oh, about how you got ejected? Well, just how passionate of a Vanderbilt fan I am.
14: He's so passionate that he is not able to attend games. Is that fair, Clay?
1: That's fair. <laughs> yeah. The Afternoon Stretch. The afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Greg Pogue and
9: John Burton Show. It's pretty okay.
2: 615 844 5600. You want to give us a call? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, can't talk. Slim out. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You are nasty sometimes. <laughs> they don't want us to hear that. Uh, or me right now, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, So, some football news out there. Uh, Keith Carter, what, what's happening there? The former Titans offensive line coach. He and uh, will be joining uh, the New York Jets
4: alongside Nathaniel Hackett, which only fuels the Aaron Rodgers to New York. Yeah, the Jets rumors. are making some news
2: so in New York. So, Hackett to O.C. In, in, with the Jets.
3: Indeed. It kind of makes sense if the if the Jets want to make a move and try to get Aaron Rodgers. The problem is, you got to give up draft picks for it. So I think a lot of teams are weighing. All right, you don't have to give anything up for Tom Brady. He's a free agent, and he'll probably you know work with you as far as salary goes. But Aaron's a little bit younger. And he's probably got you know a couple quality years left at a high level, and he certainly thinks so. It's a matter of do you want to give up what Green Bay would want you to give up to get him? If I'm the Jets, I don't know if I don't do that. I mean, my God, I grew up watching Jets football my whole life, and they have, you know, they've, it's been more than 50 years since Super Bowl three. You know, they haven't been back, let alone won one. So it'll be interesting to see if the Jets, uh, I sound like Eric now, it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do if they decide to, you know, make a move on Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. What do you think?
2: Um, I think he's out of Green Bay. I think they're gonna have to go ahead and and uh put love out there. They've uh, they've got this much time invested in him. It's his turn. Uh, yeah, they got to no know
3: uh, here yeah, pretty soon because his rookie deal is gonna be up, right?
2: Is is that who is that? Joe, uh, Joe from Old Hickory? Is that Big Joe? Okay, let's let him on then, Joe. <laughs> how
0: Hi, you Joe? doing, Joe? Greg, Greg, Johnny Swinger, how y'all doing? What's up, Joe? How
3: you doing, man? Johnny Swinger,
0: <laughs> doing good. I really enjoyed that interview with old Stack there. It, I'm a Stack guy. And I don't blame Stack for Vanderbilt basketball being bad as it is right now. I blame Vanderbilt. You had Kevin Stallings. You didn't like him because he couldn't win in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Now he can't sniff the NCAA tournament. So, they, they Vanderbilt, and I'm a big fan, but they've got nobody to blame but themselves with, for the basketball situation that's over right now.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Um, you know. It's 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 tough because, you know, the academic restrictions, the uh, the growth of the SEC, which we were just talking about, I mean, it's that's a tough gig to, to win consistently at Vanderbilt. Well, It can be done. It's been done before.
2: Didn't he inherit a program that did not win an SEC game? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Bryce, oh, in Bryce, 19 and 19. Bryce, yeah, Bryce yeah. Drew's oh, last year. Yeah, they,
3: were, yeah they, mm-hmm. they took the bagel in the SEC.
0: What also makes it harder on Jerry, you're trying to win at Vanderbilt? In a pay-for-play era, how much money do you think she making at Kentucky? Vanderbilt's collective is discount coupons at Captain D. <laughs>
2: um, n- no, uh, Vanderbilt. Guys, Vanderbilt has plenty of money. Trust me. No, We're sure we do. they
0: do. Yeah. Well, They're i spend spending I, on sports though.
3: Joe, I've said all along. I think the way for them to get in the game is to is to you know get in the NIL game. Um, you know, and try, they are. Yeah. yeah. But you know, again. The academic restrictions are the are the sticky part as well,
2: and that's t- that's tough for the transfer portal too, right? Uh, and graduate.
0: Well, my mm-hmm. big my big problem with Vanderbilt is and I keep going out there and I'll keep going out there because I enjoy going out there watching them play. Mm-hmm. Is they're in it for the ninety million, and that's what they're in for, and that, that basically, as long as they sign that ninety million dollar check over to Vanderbilt, you know, I don't think they care if they win or lose as long as they get their ninety million. But that's okay. I understand why why what that's all about so but i really enjoy y'all's show i wish basketball could be as good as y'all's show (laughs) thanks joe call
2: more often thank you joe appreciate it all right let's take a break Uh, schmitty you'll be first right after it we'll be back and wrap this thing up in a few Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the Ohio Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. Tennessee State's junior Clay became the 20th member of the OVC's prestigious 2,000-point club with 33 points at Little Rock and now has 2,021 points for his five-year career, including four years at Tennessee Tech, to rank 17th in OVC history. Clay also ranks 8th in OVC history and career assist. Southern Indiana's uh, Jacob Polakovich had 23 rebounds last week against SIUE, his third 20-plus rebound game this season. No other player nationally has more than one. He is averaging 12 rebounds, tied for third nationally. After four weeks of conference play, there's a six-way tie for first place in the men's standings among Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri, SIUE, Southern Indiana, Tennessee Tech, and UT Martin. The women's standings are a little bit more spread out with Eastern Illinois maintaining the top spot at to know. Clay and Polakovich were men's co-players of the week, while Kenyon Hodges and Kyle Thomas of Eastern Illinois were newcomer and freshman of the week, respectively. Little Reek's Sally Karama was women's player of the week, while Macy McClone of Eastern Illinois was top newcomer, and Moorhead State's Jason Rhodes, freshman of the week. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships, presented by United at Bank, being held March 1st to the 4th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. For complete weekly schedules, including live video links, visit ovcsports.com to find other news and features and more. Follow League on your favorite social media platforms at OVC Sports and at ovcsports.com. You won't believe it until you OVC it. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue wishing everybody a great week of OVC Basketball. It's never too early to start feeling some March madness, so be sure not to miss out on all the action at the High Valley Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Championships as they return to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st to the 4th as the first entries in the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets are now on sale for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person
5: golfers. Tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldWideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee T.
9: Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM has been your home for sports for 20 years. From typewriters to Twitter, fax machines to Facebook, we have you covered 24-7 and on the go. Finding us online is as easy as at Nash Sports Radio, Twitter, at Nash Sports Radio, SoundCloud, at Nash Sports Radio, Facebook, at Nash Sports Radio, or search your app store for WNSR. 20 years of sports, anytime, anywhere, from Nashville Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show.
2: Got a few more moments and we're 88 out of the Tomorrow morning, Ron Callahan, Go Boss 24-7. And are picking with the picker guest, Big Joe Dubin in here in studio the entire hour tomorrow. So uh, we'll have to get the fumigators to uh, come over uh, after, after he comes. Yeah, the hazmat team. Yeah, he's like... What's that, Pin and Charlie Brown? <laughs> wow. No. Um, I like take, taking shots at him. I, I when, can tell. When, um, when yeah, Joe was can't on can't with me last night yeah. on
3: Sportsline, and we had a great yep. time. And so his books are doing really well. I'm, yeah. really exci- I'm really excited about that. Create the Chaos and Screaming at God mm-hmm. are his two books. You can uh, get them on Amazon right now. Uh, they're nice reads. They're quick reads. Um, I'm really happy to see him have that kind of success. Very unexpected,
2: he said. Let's get Schmitty on before we get out of here. Schmitty, what's up, man?
20: Good morning. A uh, couple things real quick. First of all, uh, I saw Stallings last Saturday. I was reffing at an NBA, and he was there watching his son Jacob was coaching his son, and uh, he seems to be doing okay. I guess he got enough money from uh, Pittsburgh where he doesn't need to coach anymore. So, plus, no, his, I'm sure plus his, his kid's an MLB somewhere.
3: baller. So, you know, yeah, yeah, no, he,
20: his buyout at
2: Pitt was yeah.
3: very good significant
20: and, and speaking of Brandon Miller and NIL I rest with a the guy today the who teaches at Cambridge. Ridge he said Brandon was just going to go to the D League or G League or whatever and the guy the, the teacher said man you ought to go get your good NIL package so I guess that's how he wound up in Alabama yeah and,
11: that's uh, the uh that's because, the
3: that's the lay of the land these days in college athletics right
20: hey and uh you're talking about Taylor there's a there's a Taylor in town uh it's on 8th Avenue close to where I live, and he is actually the tailor for Pat Mahomes. Really? Yeah, there's a story on one of the channels a few years ago, and he was designing some fancy, fancy suits. Oh, wow. you have a good one.
11: Uh,
2: right. Yeah, Kevin Stallings buyout
20: $9.4 at Pitt,
3: according to reports. Yeah, you can live off of that.
2: Yeah, it, oh, Kevin and I got along fine. I, I like Kevin, uh, and
3: – I never had an issue with Kevin. Yeah, no. I didn't, I didn't and, deal with him a whole, as much as you did, but, you know, when I dealt with him, it was fine. And I think it was
2: mutual at the end between he yeah, and Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think, you know, and it just never clicked at Pitt, you know, up there.
3: It was, a, yeah, it was a curious hire. I mean, you know, Jamie Dixon had so much success there at Pitt, and, you know, I don't know if it was an impulse buy or one of those deals, but uh, I know part of the. You know jamie dixon's very you know he preaches defense and rebounding and it's like he doesn't mind winning a game 46 to 43 and the fans there you know they're not really That's not really a basketball city that's more of a football and hockey city so they want to see offense And i think they thought maybe kevin coming in spreading things out a little bit more shooting more threes more of a perimeter based offense would add a little bit more excitement and it just unfortunately just didn't work out
2: i was looking here yeah they weren't going to pay him um uh... So they uh, the buyout was nine four point four. Anyway, hey, I wanna apologize for just sounding like crap today. So can con- you can't control that, Greg. Well, I guess I, I well. can. I can leave. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well. I mean, we appreciate you coming in, Greg, no, but but, you know. but if you're not feeling well, I mean in this day and age, if you're not feeling well, yeah, stay home or just do it we do it on the phone.
2: Yeah, I'm well I've gotta go to work, you know. Right. I've gotta go to, you know, Cape Girardeau, Missouri right now is a better and drive back Well, safe travels yeah should be fun up there and back it's fun i get about three and a half up there do a two-hour game and three and a half back you know mm-hmm. so but yeah. that's a, that's an all-day commitment Oh, uh, so tomorrow morning big joe on the go joe dubin will be our uh, guest at the 10 o'clock hour we be uh, doing our picking with the pickers uh, with um, tim leaper tim leaper roofing bento living chestnut hill and uh, ryan callahan as well uh, good job with the Stackhouse, man. Really enjoy. That's why I came in, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh You know, if it would have just been Joe, probably wouldn't have. <laughs> no, no. no, I was glad we were able to get him
3: on. And, uh, you know, like I said, he doesn't do a lot of these. And uh so. um And then I, Rick Ensel as well, too. Exactly. Yeah. Always great to talk to Coach Ensel. Um You all know how we feel about him. But, you know, like I said, you know, the interview we did with Stack, we weren't, you know, we weren't going to put him on trial. We just wanted to. You know, just get him on and just you know ask him a couple of questions and you know see how he's doing, what's his vision for the program, et cetera, et cetera, how he's dealing with certain things. So, like I said, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you if you missed it, go back and listen to it on SoundCloud. Uh, it's up on my Twitter timeline at John Burton 32. Also, Nash Sports Radio um, on their Twitter as well as well as the Posters yep.
2: uh, Twitter Patton at Patton underscore Cook. Afternoon stretch uh, this afternoon at T line, right? For a remote with Zach and Bruno and you patton over there, yes. Devlin here, right? I'll
4: be there setting everything up. Uh, if you don't want to see Bruno and and Zach, just, just come see me at T Line.
3: What time do you have to pick Zach up and drive him there? Uh, I'm picking him up in a limo. Yeah, with, make sure uh, make sure you have his Perrier water yes. chilled Light okay. ice. green M's. Yeah. Just send okay. a rickshaw.
2: Okay. <laughs> With Bruno in front.
3: Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's strong enough. Uh, he can yeah, do it. Yep.
2: Uh, the McFarlands uh, this afternoon. Justin and Darren as well. So, hey, everybody, thank you for listening back in here tomorrow morning. Jim Rome is next.